Welcome to the Cars Deep and Wide podcast. This is Drew and Megumi Glosson. Well, my friend Timothy Hickson and I have been over here in Japan for the last week or so, and I just wanted to spend a few minutes here with Drew and Megumi just talking about their move to Japan and just what's going on. And so, first of all, Drew and Meg, how are you doing? It's really good to be here with you guys. Uh, we're doing pretty good. Um, it's great to be here. Yeah, so we are very enjoying that the Kevin and the Tim are here. Well, thanks. We've really enjoyed it a lot. I know that with two little kids and a little baby. It's not the easiest thing to host two brutish guys for a week, but we're thankful. <laughs> well, Takumi loves playing with Kevin and Tim, so we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Takumi's our oldest son. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so they got two two sons, Takumi, who is two. Almost two. Almost two. Yeah. Nobuki and is? Nobuki is two months. Two months. So everyone thinks when you move overseas to do church planning, you need to have a baby within the first two months, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Well, catch us up then on what has been going on. Um, How long have you been here? What's happened since you've arrived? Yeah, we just moved here about four months ago, Um, really just kind of felt like that was the Holy Spirit's leading to, to send us over here um, with Meg being seven months pregnant. We were kind of at a uh, turning point, so to speak, with our fundraising where we weren't quite at 100%, but we had to make a decision as to whether we were going to prolong our time in the States or go ahead and head on over and just kind of felt like both sides of the coin were about equal. So just really prayed and asked the elders of our sending church, Cars Church, and uh, asked the missionaries here and our church planner that we're working with, Yoshito Noguchi, what would be best. And we all just kind of were in agreement that we should just go ahead and head on over. So moved here in the summer and just kind of went through a uh, somewhat easy transition as far as physical stuff. The move wasn't very burdensome, um, getting settled. Was pretty easy even our son never endured any real jet lag or he didn't really show signs of having trouble adjusting to new life here in the states or in japan so really blessed with that um and yeah probably the most difficult thing was just you know coming back to a place where we just left community and now we're trying to reestablish community and um you know make new friends it just kind of begin life all over again in that regard um I think that's probably been the most difficult thing. Even the, Meg can speak into this, but even the the birth of our second child in the midst of, you know, the transition wasn't really that much of a burden. Yeah. Everything. Everything we are afraid to happen didn't happen, and everything went smooth, and I was a, a little bit worried about that. Like, Japanese doctors are like, we are a doctor, you need to listen to me. But I had a very good doctor who cared about my opinions and then listened to how was my first song situation and then like they tried to do what I wanted the way I wanna do, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> 
Well, when we moved to Columbia, Amy was very pregnant with little Malia, so you know we kind of experienced the same mm-hmm. thing. And God was God was faithful to us as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you joined up with the Soma Fuchu team, and how did that come about? And could you just tell us a little bit about that that church plant, that church planting movement? Yeah, we connected with Steve Sakanashi several years ago um, as we were exploring um, the possibility of coming to Japan, being sent by Karis Church um, through several different vision trips. And as we talked to him, we became connected to um, a guy who he was partnering with, Yoshito Noguchi. And Yoshito was a church planner just really getting settled and off the ground here in Fuchu. And so kind of began a dialogue with him and just really saw that he was very like-minded um, in vision and value with what we were trying to do at Cars Church um, back in Columbia, Missouri. So we just felt like that would be a great fit. Um, we came over and kind of helped serve with him um, when they did a SOMA conference here in Japan. And just through that, really saw that, you know, like we might be a great fit for one another. And so he asked us to come and help him um, and just partner with him to continue the work that he's doing here. And so SOMA is a kind of like sub-church network within the Acts 29 Church Plan Network. And they very much have kind of the same vision to just see the world saturated with the gospel and believe that um, the best way to do that is through planting local churches um, that would become healthy local churches that would in turn plant more local churches. And the vehicle by which they best see that done um, is through what they've called missional communities, which are basically small groups on mission for neighborhoods or affinities within um, a city or a local community, um, just seeking to, you know, do evangelism and um, spread the gospel, you know, um, in the best way that they can think possible. So that's what we're trying to do here um, in Japan. We're here in the heart of Tokyo in an area that's called Fuchu, and we're just, um, we have three missional communities now. Um, we gather as a family on Sundays, bring the whole body together, and then through the week we split up into these three smaller groups that are focused on specific neighborhoods within the community and really just uh, focusing on befriending our neighbors and growing um, in community with them. And as we do that, you know, of course, sharing our lives, you know, and sharing the importance of Jesus and what he means to us and, and what he's done for them as well. So what do you see your role being on this team? Um, right now, that's one of the things that's a little challenging is just trying to figure that out. Um, it's my first time being in a church plant from the ground up, so there's not a lot of clearly defined roles. Uh, but definitely I see myself as more of a organizer, um, focused on the details kind of guy. So rather than casting vision so much or um, really just trying to be priestly and like really shepherd people's hearts. I think that kind of my primary role right now is to just kind of help bring some more organization and, and structure to, to what it is that we're trying to do so that we can then more effectively do more of the things that we want to do without being hindered by things that might eat into our time and, and um, cause us to not be as effective missionaries as we want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that'll be a really good role for you, support role. Um, we, we like to talk about kingly role, organizing that sort of thing. 
Well, talk about Fuchu. I've really enjoyed being here. I think if I lived in Tokyo, I love Tokyo as a whole, but I see why you like it here. Can you talk about it a little bit and why the church would start here instead of maybe central Tokyo? Yeah, Fuchu is literally translated as center city, and it's located in the center of Tokyo. And if you know anything about Tokyo, Tokyo is a lot like New York. There's Tokyo City and Tokyo State. And so it's kind of right in the middle, um, right to the west of the city itself, but not all the way out in the mountains of Tokyo. So it's just kind of the geographical center there. So it's kind of what they refer to as a sleeper town. Um, a lot of salarymen, business guys um, live here. And, you know, the moms and kids love it because there's a lot of green here. Um, there's a lot of money within the city just through... Um, we have a big prison. Toshiba is a headquarters here. There's a giant horse racing arena as well as a boat racing arena. And, and just those things kind of together bring in a lot of money to the city. So a lot of uh, young families here because um, it's a lot of things for young families to do. A lot of ways to entertain kids. A uh, good education system here. And then the dads, it's not too far. We're a 25-minute uh, train ride away from one of the biggest stations in downtown Tokyo, Shinjuku Station. So it's just an overall great place to live. Um, they, they love to advertise Fuchu is a green city. Um, we have several major streets that um, are named after the different trees that line the sides of the streets. Um, so just a big draw. And... Fuchu's kind of a special city. A lot of the cities, kind of the west part of Tokyo is known as like the suburbs. Um, those are all the sleeper areas. But Fuchu just seems to have more of a community feel than a lot of the other cities that are in or around it that I've been to. Um, people here actually really love Fuchu and actually really want to invest in this city and, and want to be a part of it. And that just creates a little different attitude here, a little different culture. Um, and yeah, we like it, and we love being one of these small families here, and we hope that, you know, as we grow as a family, that we'll interact with other families and show them what a gospel center family looks like. So you were on the, Meg, you were on the east side of town, and now you're on the west side. How do, how do you like it over here? Like Drew said, like, it's very family-friendly. There's just tons of things to do with the kids, which... I didn't have in my hometown. I had to take a train to go somewhere to do something. But mm-hmm. I feel like here in Fuchu, we have everything like a shopping, park, a little bit, little mountain. I guess it's a hill, like mm-hmm. a nature and a river and... School of Agriculture, so we have a petting zoo. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. So I really enjoy... That makes a little bit sad. That makes Drew a little bit sad that we don't have to take a train to go somewhere. Because mm-hmm, he likes trains. Yeah, yeah I like trains. <laughs> <laughs> but for mom who has two little ones, mm-hmm. it's really helpful to have everything here. Mm-hmm. One thing that Drew mentioned is is there is a pretty large university. It's an ag university that's pretty close, but that's great coming from a college town and one that has a good school of agriculture. You know, maybe we could develop some sort of cool partnership and mission with that. Mm-hmm. We talked about this on the previous podcast, but for people that may not know, why should people from America come to Japan 
as missionaries. Isn't Japan fine? I mean, can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, if you just look, search uh, on the internet for um, Tokyo Skyline, and you'll just see pictures of buildings um, as far as the eye can see. And just the reality is, is that Japan is one of the most unreached countries in the world, if not the most unreached, depending on what stats you're looking at. And just Tokyo alone is a city of over 30 million people, and less than 1% of them um, have ever heard about the good news of Jesus, have ever read a Bible, or even been to a church. And so there's just a incredibly massive need here for the gospel to be made known to people, and uh, just a ton of work to be done. You know, and, and Jesus said it best, you know, when he said the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few, and that's very true here. And so... Definitely, we just we need more workers to come uh, work in these ripe fields that are ready for harvest. Mm-hmm. Well, what has been encouraging so far being here? What's been challenging? And with that, how can we pray for you guys as a church back home? <coughs> yeah, I think the, some of the biggest encouragements have been um, just watching the Lord work. Um, we were really praying hard as we moved here as to where we would live and what we do. We kind of had a pretty tight budget coming here. Um, had looked at several different apartments on the internet um, and had found a house, but thought it pretty um, unrealistic to, to be able to get the house, even though it was within our budget, just because it was a house and it would probably be snatched up pretty quick. But God provided it for us, and, and we have a wonderful house situated right in the heart of a fantastic neighborhood. And the biggest blessing has just been our neighbors. Um, they've really just welcomed us with open arms. And, you know, we've only been here for four months, but we already feel like we're a part of our neighborhood and a part of our community. And so that's really helped us um, just begin to dig deeper with them um, and have deeper conversations and just begin to, you know, to get past the small talk um, and really, like, begin to do life with them. So that's been, like, probably one of the biggest blessings that we've had. you have any thoughts about that, Meg, encouragements or challenges and ways we could pray? I guess it's challenging. It's like, this is my first time to live in Japan with kids. Uh-huh. So tons of learning, like, <laughs> how to do the health care and, like, even riding a train, like, with kids, <laughs> with a stroller, like it's whole new learning, and uh-huh. that's challenging. But at the same time, because of the kids, people talk to us, and uh, I have a really distinguished rap, I guess. So like people remember, like at the convenience store, people remember me because of that rap, and then. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like having a kids was challenging. It's challenging, but at the same time, it's encouraging to get to know people and plug into the community. Mm-hmm. That's good. So are there things with the church plant that we could be praying about specifically? Yeah, we're definitely still in the very early stages of planting. And so we're really just trying to still come together as a family um, and build community together and then in turn grow that community. So definitely we just need prayer. Um, and then, you know, especially as we're the newest ones there, um, that 
The Holy Spirit just unite us in our hearts um, so that we would, you know, indeed become a family um, and then live out as a family on mission in this city. What are some ways that we back home can also serve and encourage you guys? Yeah, just the biggest way, um, and that's always a challenging question here because Japan is a first world country. Um, you know, we got everything. In some ways, we've got way better things than you guys do. Uh, you know, heated toilet seats being one of them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, prayer and encouragement for sure. I mean, because of the, the massive need here, um, there's a lot of darkness here. Um, you know, a lot of temptations, a lot of things to distract us from the mission, um, to take our attention away. A lot of other idols that we could be tempted to turn to. And really just a lot of ways for that darkness to seep into our hearts and cause dissension or divide us, you know, or cause, you know, things as simple as like language, um, confusion, you know, and miscommunication to become something much more than it is. So definitely, um, encouragement, um, you know, Facebook messages, you know, handwritten letters, video messages, those things are, are great, you know. We have a website, um, and we're on Facebook, um, ways that people can connect or just send us information, care packages, you know, it's always nice to receive some candy from America or something if someone feels inclined to. What's Would your you? favorite American candy? Oh, that's a hard question. Mine is Twix. Twix. Twix, Twix okay. is a good one. Kit Kat, something like that. Okay. Any thoughts on that, Meg, how we could serve and encourage you? I feel the same way. Like, Fuju, Soma Fuju is a, such a great community, but very, very small. And then 90, more than 90% of people surrounding us don't know Jesus, and it's really overwhelming. So I do very appreciate if you guys can check on us and send us a couple of Bible verses and just uh, we know you you guys love us, but it's great if we can actually hear mm-hmm. those love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a tangible conversation to have uh, in this generation, like within the local church, just as you send out people and as the world becomes more global and we have people going into more places and more countries become um, more like first world countries, just how can the church wrestle with like taking care of missionaries, things like that. Um, I mean, who knows, maybe we'll have a trip and just have a bunch of missionaries come over and watch our kids so that we can have a break in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your kids are pretty cute and I think there's plenty of Karas ladies and guys that would love to hang out with your kids. We've had fun with them. Talk a little bit, if you would, about your hopes and dreams and prayers for Japan and just what the church would do here in Fuchu and beyond. Yeah, I think I've been involved in Japan now for you know about 10 years. You know, <coughs> Megami is born and raised in Japan. Um, she's really had a heart uh for mission and really a heart to to be on mission in here for around the same amount of time so she can speak to that as well uh but yeah just continue to to grow like um the reality for me is like the need never gets smaller it seems it only gets greater um as time goes by so really just want to do as much as i can to um 
meet as much of that need as possible. And so I think direct vision stuff, definitely growing here at Somofuchu, um, really learning a lot more about the culture um, and ways to um, contextualize the gospel to that. And, you know, just still wrestling that question of what does the church look like um, in this country? Um, you know, we don't want to create American church or a Japanese church. We want to create a church that would, um, you know, be a gospel light. And so that's a third kind of culture that we want to bring into here. And so just as we wrestle with that, um, I don't know. We might be with Somofuchu for a long time. Um, just help multiply and grow that and saturate Tokyo. Uh, who knows? Maybe five, ten years from now, we might be uh, at a position where we would be sent out to kind of plan all over again somewhere else. Um, so we're really just praying about that. But definitely have a vision for growth um, in either, either direction. Yeah, like Drew said, I grew up in, in a church, and uh, which is most of the churches in Japan are like this, like just getting on sun, uh, getting together on Sundays and then couple of times a year they do events but other than that they don't do nothing in their lives and then so uh, I'm very thankful to plug into the Soma Fuchu which is not like that and then like focusing on our lives and the um, very Bible and gospel centered church we are trying to be and I think other churches around around us are interested in too, so my hope is like, like I said, there are massive need in Japan, and there are tons of people who has never heard about the gospel, and I don't think just one little church can do big move. So, my hope is like, the churches in Japan get together and then become one team and then reach out to the nation. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, it's really been great to spend some time with you guys and with your kids. That's Takumi crunching in the background. He's as cute as ever. But it's been a blessing and just excited to see how God's going to use you and how we can be a part of that with Kara's Church. So thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Check out karaschurch.org for more information about our congregation or join us at 9 or 11 in Columbia or down at Jeff City at 10 a.m. See you next time.